0: Welcome to the podcast.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Carl. For the next few weeks during the holiday season, we are going to be rebroadcasting earlier episodes of the Comedy Sojourns. We will see you in 2023 with brand new episodes. Okay, so what? uh, Andrew uh, caught a spider today. Where did you catch the spider at? I didn't catch it. Mom did. And mom did. Where where was the spider? It doesn't matter. In the laundry. <laughs> it was in the laundry. And uh, and Tabby just found the spider. It's in a jar. Um, how big is this spider? Just for the listeners. Do I
0: have to describe it? For the
1: listener, for Carl, our invisible uh, podcast listener. I'd say. It's and neighbor. too big. Probably twice the size of two baseballs. So twice the size. Twice the size <laughs> yeah. of two, two baseballs. Baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: uh, it's I don't know like doll, dollar size like coin dollar size. dollar. size.
1: It's like a dollar bill, like a paper. No, dollar.
0: what do they call it? Like, like a silver, silver dollar? dollar. Silver dollar.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's that big.
0: Do you judge? Okay, do you judge a spider based on its body size or based on how long? Well, the legs that's a great
1: question. What do you what oh, do? Because yeah. if you take the legs off, it's
0: pretty small.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. Much smaller. I think I go by legs because, regardless well, of the well, body size, we decided. Is it,
0: is it freaking out. you out, that bad I told you. They. I don't. I don't do well with. Look,
1: it's in a jar. You got to take a picture of it. It's in a jar. It's, a it's, a jar. it's completely helpless. And uh, that is an eaten spider. Is what we decided. That's a spider. You got. You got eight good-sized yeah, drumsticks on a spider India. like that. <laughs>
0: They don't eat spiders in India. They do. No, they don't. I went they there. They would eat that
1: spider. Look at it. <laughs> <eat> that, <laughs> you know, that would we don't feed even a family of here, four. But,
0: uh, but we're going to eat this one.
1: That, that You could eat on that spider for a week.
0: Well, I don't. I'm so... I wish it wasn't in this house right now. So,
1: so what'll it be, Tabby? You want to let it go? So or what do, do we do? Do we let it go, or did, that was that was why we started the thing? because <laughs> We posed the question to Tabby: Do we let it go, or do we snuff its life? What do we Here's do?
0: Here's my option. Because
1: all it is is just a big ugly okay. thing. But that's the only reason that you would kill a thing like this is because it's ugly.
0: No, it's because it's terrifying. My life feels threatened because difference? it
1: exists. Uh, cute things are not terrifying. <laughs> we'll are they? Have you that. ever have you ever seen you ever seen a kitten and went. I am scared to death of that kitten Some I'm scared, scared to of death fear. of that squirrel no it's only ugly big things so due to okay. fear okay like well, yeah but
0: here's my problem is that normally when I'm killing a spider it's because I had this initial reaction and I saw a spider and I just like I just smashed it right. and then I'm normally way more scared about the fact that my hand <laughs> is like inches away right. from the spider right.
1: so it's a reaction but this would be premeditated I know murder. and
0: I'm very, <laughs> I'm very uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do about it like I told Andrew no it's okay
1: Activity, if we kill it, I'm
0: gonna kind of feel bad. Uh-huh. But if we let it go, I know that I'm gonna run into its spider web and I'm gonna be terrified beyond belief. I think,
1: I'm I gonna be traumatized for life. So what do we do? <sighs> Where are you gonna
0: let it go at?
1: I can I can kill it in your bedroom. Anymore, so you <laughs> We're gonna turn it loose in your bed.
0: Not funny. Um, I would. If I turn it loose, down. I'll like walk really far down
1: the street and then I'll let it go. How far away does he have to go? He has,
0: it What's can't safe distance. be.
1: <laughs> Can it be, like, give us a 10-mile like a, like a radius? No, or?
0: if he goes past, like, Allen's house. He have to
1: leave, does he have to leave God. Howard County?
0: No, it just can't be in our yard because, like I said, it will find a way to make a web that I will go through. Uh,
1: but it's not going to make a web, and plus, what you about your neighbors? Them. So you're, ta- you're taking this thing and we're going to throw it in our <laughs> neighbor's yard? Yeah. I think well, huntsman, I'm assuming
0: they're not as afraid as I am.
1: I think this is a huntsman, and they run their prey You down. don't know yeah. <laughs> I'm serious, they're fast. There. You don't know and They that. run their prey down. I, I know So this. we're going to see Alan out mowing the yard. <laughs> Suddenly he's going to disappear in the tall grass. And it's going to be because Tabby made us release this man-eating spider.
0: Well, it's okay. Just being here's, the, here's the reason. Because last year, I had the most dramatic experience of my existence. Yeah. I'm not I sobbed for like 15 minutes afterwards. And I went through the biggest spider web. I don't even know how to paint you a picture. Like You know those cheesy ones that they put out at Halloween?
1: I'm taking a picture of this. It was it was
0: that big, and it was between the two poles for that bridge that goes between me, our house, and Grandpa's house. Mm -hmm. And I walked through it, and I, you know, freaked out because it's a spider web. But worse than that, because it was covering my entire body, I felt the spider in my hair, and I bent over, and it went, "Mm," and it dropped from a web from my head. Right. And I all I did
1: trying to get off your nasty hair. And I like.
0: (laughs) flicked and I didn't know if it was off and I didn't know what right. was happening and but I cried and I like cried.
1: It, but what what would be worse? I'm what crying worse thinking about it now. To have, to have it spin a web and climb off of your head or to have it burrow into your hair? <laughs> Stop.
0: Neither. <laughs> I
1: don't want to touch them. Right. i now would hold prefer. this up next to your face. Oh, no. Man. Well we want to be able to see it for scale.
0: I would Look prefer put it up to Anderson. I would prefer if their existence and my existence never, never yeah. came close. <laughs>
1: Are you gonna go get in the shower? Can you see I can't.
0: It? I don't know if Here I go. can let you in the same room with this because you're gonna think it's funny to let it
1: out. Right. No, we're not gonna let it out. No. It, we'll he let keep it keeps out. crawling away. I can't see him. You gotta let him come around from the.
0: Blah!
1: Put your hand behind. I can't. I can't do it. Oh, this. he's coming down. To shake him a little bit. No, no, no. If he sprawled out, you can see the full. I know, but you gotta spin him towards the camera. Essence, I guess. Oh, I can't. Out. I can't. I'm moment, getting go. the goose pimples. Okay. Oh my god. We're gonna post this picture up, I, on the, uh, up on the up uh, on the website so that everybody can see what a big sissy you are. Let him go while no, I dragged that's, a away. That's, that's a big a, spider. That's a big spider. Yeah. But look at his face.
0: You just talked about how <laughs> family He's scared.
1: He's scared of you. He's he would have to be scared of you if you were in a jar and there was a creature two thousand times your size peering in at you. What, what would you be like oh yeah come and get me man I'm not afraid of you no you wouldn't you'd Don't be you like no I hope you let me, no, me. You let me,
0: me go <laughs> spider it's a spider I already said go let it go I just said you can't let it go in our yard because I'm not about to walk through its butt web.
1: It's what? Butt web. Butt web. Butt web. <laughs> <laughs> Think
0: about how gross that is. Not only is it terrifying, it came out of that thing's butt.
1: It didn't come out of its butt. It's got a thing that it uses to make webs. Look, Don't okay, you feel like, sorry for him? He's alone okay, in there.
0: What if, he's scared. What if that was the same thing?
1: It's not the same thing.
0: Or do they just have a, a silk web? If,
1: if, it's not the same thing because if it was anything that had a butt would spin a web. <laughs> That'd
0: be awesome. Maybe we do, and we just Because
1: we know. all have butts, and we can't spin <laughs> webs, so. Maybe
0: it just happens in our sleep. <laughs> it's
1: a butt web. All right, we'll go get in the shower, and we'll figure out what to do with this. Um,
0: now I kind of want to look up if spiders do have butts.
1: Oh, yeah. Spiders do have butts. That got me intrigued. Yeah, but in the same Everything way. Everything but.
0: has butts. <laughs> That's not true.
1: Cigarettes have butts. <laughs>
0: okay, but not every And they anymore. can't
1: spin <laughs> webs.
0: <laughs> not every animal has a butt that works.
1: I'm gonna I go mean, let this. Not sound. every animal has a butt that works. Oh what animal yeah. doesn't what, what animal has a non functioning butt?
0: I meant like that doesn't do what we would consider a normal butt function. <laughs> I'm really tired. I need to go to
1: bed. Tabby's getting married this weekend. She's quite a catch. <laughs>
0: These are the thoughts that flag my mind. This
1: is the thing that her husband has. This is what it, we are we are saying goodbye to these conversations and turning was. them over to her no, husband.
0: you're not. I'll still be here. Are you going to come back? back? I'm not. Like, what if we What me? if we
1: let this spider loose in the house? Are you going to come back? No, then All I right. won't
0: come back. Never again. <laughs> Did you know, Dad, that there are some turtles who breathe out their
1: butts? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? You were talking about uh, You were talking about significance and importance based on. Something that you were something that you received on the blog
2: oh yeah I was on the cool. comedy sojourn well we've got ourselves an atheist hospice worker right and it's a fascinating juxtaposition because uh, well first of all, it bears mentioning that that hospice workers mostly because I've met hospice workers and so they've told me before it's mostly not about counseling like you might think you might you might think that they go and they sit with you know, dying people and their families, and they do a whole bunch of heart-to-heart, but it's not. A lot of it has to do with trying to take care of the details uh, of end-of-life funeral arrangements and meals. And you try to make things. people comfortable. Right, right, so that the families can do what families do, which is having the heart-to-hearts with each other. Um,
1: right, so the hospice worker isn't necessarily the person who's the go-to person for all wisdom about right death. and
2: Right, he's not the spiritual guru. Uh, he, well obviously
1: obviously um,
2: but it was interesting that that was that this particular atheist brought up uh, his
1: but we need to, we need to be clear that we have no uh, animosity towards hospice workers and we don't think that uh, no, no, we no. think that they serve an, imp- an important uh, purpose I,
2: I think it's yeah I think it's an important purpose but
1: and a noble purpose
2: um, hey. but that's just it I think that it's important you it's hey, ladies. Can you go to the other room?
1: The girls just brought a noisy toy out.
2: Did you come out here because you heard us us talking and you decided you needed to sit right
1: in the middle of it? You needed to bring some sort of noisy device into our midst.
2: I really can't think of any other reason why they would have done (laughs) they were playing with that exact same toy in the other room. They heard us talking, they they decided we need to play with this in the middle of that room. They
1: have handcuffed themselves together (laughs) and are working on that video game.
2: Um, Uh yeah. So so anyway, my point is that, that end of life stuff does matter, and that you know. The- and
1: hospice work is important. We're not we're right. not disparaging hospice workers. We're not That's saying that it shouldn't opposite. happen. We're saying we're saying we have a level of respect for those people. Right, um, right. And uh, because and I believe noble.
2: that life in general is is valuable. Important. Right. Yes. And so that is why end of life is a significant thing. What I'm saying is that for an atheist to start talking about hospice as important. Uh, Is assigning value to something that is essentially...
1: So we are arrogantly saying that we, as believers in God, can say that hospice work is important and good. But a person who does not believe in God can't say that their hospice work is important? Is that what you're suggesting? Well,
2: they will say that it's important because they recognize it uh, because it's been built into them to recognize that certain things have significance. We are... uh, The Bible says God has set eternity in our hearts. And we... uh, We know, just by by instinct, that things matter. Certain things do matter. Um, And, well, it was the atheist himself who said that people tend to get focused on religiosity uh, at the end of life. And I went, hmm. And I pointed that out to him. Why do you think that is, I asked. Um, Because it's in his worldview that says that it was just blind chance that, you know, happened to evolve compassion and. The want, the need to help people into us—it was just, just—but it happened to happen that way. Um, and so that kind of makes—if your foundation is meaningless—it kind of makes everything you build on top of it meaningless too. Well, I but
1: they, that's what where we take exception, though, because they get upset when you say that it's meaningless. Right. They get—they get upset when you say that their—that uh, their goodness is ultimately meaningless, that their morality is meaningless. They get upset about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, they should get upset because it's not true. It does matter. What they do does matter. The only problem they're running into is that they can't explain from their own worldview why it does.
1: But they're saying that it matters because they say it matters.
2: Right. Well, that was what we were talking about
1: before we decided to. Well, what's wrong with that? If, I, if it's important to me, then it's important. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. if it's important to me to uh, keep the. If it's important to me to feed my children, then it's important.
2: Uh, yeah, no. Well...
1: No? It's not important (laughs) to feed my children? You're sitting here having this conversation with me because it was at some level important (laughs) to me to feed you.
2: Right. Well, what I was saying was, uh, you can't just declare something to be true and have it, and have it suddenly be true. And that, everybody would agree with that. I've been told that as it relates to my, quote, religion... Multiple times. It can't be true just because it seems like a nice idea. It's not true just because you want it to be true. And I'm like, I agree. Wholeheartedly.
1: Well, that's true. Uh, so?
2: So I have So you're one, stuck. So I take exception with it. If, uh, if an atheist then turns around and says, well, one of us says to the other one, you matter. And therefore, if we've agreed mutually that we matter, we matter. You can't speak your own value into existence any more than you can speak God into existence. Uh, here I should read.
1: You can't speak your own value into existence.
2: I should read Carmen's quote to me. Here it is. Quote uh, from Great great Christina, The Way of the Heathen. I don't actually know anything about The that.
1: Way of the Heathen? The Way of
2: the Heathen is the name of the book.
1: Is apparently. that a book? I guess it we is. We should find that book.
2: Here's a quote from it. There's
1: no immense... The Way of the Heathen. We should find that book because apparently from the, heath- the discussions we've had in the past, the heathens are uh, are content free and right. void of any particular doctrine. <laughs> they
0: don't have a they don't need a book to tell how
1: them can, how to behave. That's right. How can you quote from a book <laughs> and be a good atheist at the same time? That's a doctrine. That's a religious text.
2: There's uh, can I read this quote?
1: Mm, wait. Okay, go ahead. I was There's, trying to think of another snappy one-liner.
2: <laughs> There's no immense eternal perfect being watching out uh, watching our every move, elated at our triumphs and devastated by our failures, there's none. Uh, we matter because we matter to each other. In our own short time, on our own small scale, we make each other important.
1: We make each other important. So, I have no importance, and you have no importance. But we combine our lack of importance, and cool it. and and suddenly there is importance, real importance there. Mm-hmm that just conjures up from the ether.
2: Real. That's reality.
1: That's reality. Well, that's pretty heartening, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Apparently it (laughs) it is for Carmen.
1: If I was dying of cancer, that's exactly the sort of thing I would want to hear.
2: (laughs) Well, that's why I think it's probably good that...
1: That not only when I'm gone, not only when I'm gone is my existence gone, but you are also diminished because I will no longer be here to ascribe my importance to you. So anytime a person... Anytime a person actually dies, not only do they go away, but everybody else becomes less important, right? Right. Because that person is no longer assigning importance to us.
2: Uh, right. Well, yeah, well, I don't know, because it does say small circle, small scale. It's on on your own small scale. On your small
1: scale, right, but the people who you are ascribing importance to have less importance now. Because you're not there to give it to yeah. them, yeah, yeah. So you got to go out and find some more people.
2: I guess so. If you I want to was... be
1: really important, well, maybe that's how it works. So if you want to be really important, the most important people among us are the people who who are the most famous. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They have the most worth.
2: I was trying to. I'm racking my brain here, trying to figure out how to how to argue their side. And there gets to be a certain point where you can't even. Can't even parody it. I don't have the capacity to jump into those shoes and try to explain uh, how this makes sense. Well, that's sense.
1: because you are, like they say, an idiot.
2: <laughs> I'm brainwashed by the patriarchy.
1: Yeah, your brain doesn't function anymore. If you were, if you still had a functioning brain, you should be able to come up with a reasonable analogy or parody for this.
2: Uh, what we need to do is find out because I tried to do some some research about the statistics of hospice workers because the claim is that the majority of them, are two, or two two thirds, or one third, uh, two thirds, two thirds. So the majority of them are
1: well. This was a claim that he made. This was a claim that our atheist friend made that two thirds of them are atheists.
2: Two thirds of hospice workers are atheists, and that's so a, if anybody has a stat on that, I would love. That's to an think.
1: interesting statistic that I don't necessarily buy because contrary to popular belief. I don't just believe everything I'm told. Um, right. Well, I do.
2: And it bears mentioning that what that what Tildeb said, and I will use this as often as possible. Tildeb is the hospice worker. Uh, um, what he said was, just because you know deep down that, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but just because you know that it's chemicals and it was evolution, mindless evolution that brought us here, doesn't mean that you can't benefit from the results of mindless evolution. And uh, He said it doesn't change. Oh, because I told him that... Uh, The ways he's talking, a biology professor could be a hospice worker just as well as he could. And he said, well, it doesn't take away from the artistry that comes with knowing how to tell people and when to tell them certain things.
1: When to tell people that they're going to cease to exist completely and there won't even be a hole where they used to be standing. The rest of the universe will grind on with no regard
2: it's art, and I bet it is art. I bet it is art to try to go into that would require a
1: certain level of finesse <laughs> and not
2: let them know that you think <laughs> that they are blips on the radar. No, they're not
1: even blips. <laughs> to, to, to tell people that they utterly don't matter <laughs> while they're about to die—that would require well, they, some some finesse, they some matter artistry.
2: Because he is standing there telling them that they matter. That's that's the artistry. Well,
1: about. what if they, what if he doesn't matter to them? What happens?
2: Uh, they'll have to find somebody else. What if you don't care? What if
1: you don't care about your hospice workers' opinions? Yeah. What happens?
2: I did tell him that if I said I would have no problem with you bringing me meals and uh, giving me the lawyer's number for an estate lawyer. Uh, but but yeah, as soon as I got even a, a hint of a suggestion of your own. Self-promotional worldview. I would throw you out. I have no, I have no patience. I'm for that. dying here. I'm dying, or a, or a loved one is dying. Like I don't need your.
1: Yeah, I don't need your
2: reality. I'm right
1: dying now. here. Could you just step aside?
2: <laughs> yeah. So artistry. He calls it artistry, and I called it blowing sunshine. And they kind of. I think that kind of irritated them a little bit. But that's what it is. That's what it is. If it's all. You can't start with an accident. You can't start with meaninglessness and then assign meaning to it. Because the very thing you're using to assign meaning—the brain that he refers to all the time—he doesn't even like the word mind. The brain that you use is is meaningless.
1: Right, but so there is a but there is a point where, um, there is a point where it's true though. Because if it's important to other people, then that does have there. There is. They're right. They're right. If. If I, if you matter to me, um, then that matter is that 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 meaning that I have ascribed to you is legitimate. But it's because there is a purpose behind my right. being here. It's because right. I have been established by God. Right. Therefore, I have meaning in Him, and so right. when I, I actually have meaning to give. Right. That's your problem. Well, right. We, we have people who. People who understand that they are created um, and imbued with the uh, with God's likeness. Right. Um, we have meaning. And so atheists are borrowing from that meaning, but they're throwing out the philosophy behind it.
2: Right. Which is what I've been pointing out to them. They do a lot. They do it with science itself. Scientists were originally theists who were trying to discover uh, the universe that God made. They, they reasoned, oh, if it's reflection of god if this creation is a reflection of his then it must be uh orderly and knowable and logical and so they took all of that and they built they put together the scientific method and all these rules we have for studying creation and the atheists go well thanks for all that uh but now we don't need it anymore we don't
1: need god anymore
2: so we're just gonna literally knock our legs out from under ourselves and uh and they're doing the same with morality and purpose and um, yeah, you can't start. As I told one of our atheist friends, I believe it was Ark. I told him, you can't build a you can't build a body of knowledge in the air. Just like you can't build a skyscraper in the air, you have to look at the foundation. The foundation colors everything. Um,
1: so, what is the, what's the Christian foundation?
2: Uh, <laughs> truth is what I've been telling them. Anything that's true. The fact that there is such thing as truth. It's telling when an atheist won't even have a conversation about what's true without quickly defining that term. What do you mean by true? You know. So how?
1: Yeah. So so how does? So, but uh, you know, Christians have got to do. Christians don't do a great job of defining that either.
0: No.
2: That's... What do, What do
1: Christians do? Christians go to the Bible. They say, "Well, the Bible's true." Okay. And then, how does that fall apart?
2: Um. Well, besides being a rabbit trail, you can't start. It's not far So you're saying out. the
1: Bible's not true?
2: <laughs> That's not what I'm saying either. But
1: <laughs> well, sounds to me like you're saying I do. That you believe don't believe that, the Bible. I and, do believe
2: uh, that the Bible is contentious enough that if you start there, it's gonna it's gonna devolve into a whole bunch of different rabbit trails, and you can't. Uh, it's a non-starter. But if you take a book that nobody is like emotionally reactive to, like
1: what about the way of the heathen?
2: The way he, that's probably somebody's going to be emotionally reactive to that, too. If you take Gone with the Wind. Okay. Uh, uh, all of us can agree that there's truth in that book. All of us. Hey, the phone's ringing. The phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. Who is it? Robert Randian. Call from and MJ.
1: I don't know who it is. If I don't recognize. <laughs> by the way, if you're planning to call me, if I don't recognize your number, I don't answer the phone. So you leave a message and. And then I delete it. So yeah, it's gonna
0: go
1: to vo- it'll go to voicemail, and it'll be a robot call telling me that there's no problem currently with my credit card, but a problem could crop up if I don't call them immediately. And uh, a problem
2: a problem will crop up if you call them immediately. A problem absolutely will crop up. Give them your credit card for me.
1: and my social security number <laughs> and my. Oh, so-, uh, so anyway, so yeah, uh, the 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 christian uh, the christian cuz there are christian uh, there are christian atheists are there not
2: christian atheists
1: yeah christian atheists are the wow. ones who who say well i'm a christian well explain okay. uh, I'll, I'll tell you where i was you know what where your what your source of truth is well my source of truth is the bible um, and that's all there is to it okay. but if you ask a more specific question like well then what's wrong with um, can't even think of an example now What? well what about uh what about uh god uh what about all the, the suffering in the world what about all the, the fact that that god um allows babies to die or worse god kills babies um you know what about that what does your bible say about that
2: he hardened pharaoh's heart what about that
1: he hardened pharaoh's heart
2: yeah
1: he uh He's a he's bad, but that's the thing we get we get a lot of we get a lot of arguments that God is capricious and malevolent. Right. Um, well,
2: and Christians say there are Christians who would not even answer the question, wouldn't even engage because they don't know and they've never even thought about it. Well, they that's don't my want point. To, that's right.
1: my point. They say the Bible is true, and the Bible's full of all of these uh, all of these atrocities. And so now, Mr. or Miss Christian, what do you have to say about that? Well, and you say, well, I just think the Bible's true.
2: Right. That Christian will either uh, not be a Christian in a year or two, or, um, or they're what we have now started to term fundamentalists. Who, um, to me, fundamentalism is not what you believe, it's why. And so if you want to say the Bible's totally true, I don't have a problem with that. If we can have a deeper conversation and you can, you can offer some... Support. You know, you can go with uh, your experience and with science and with you know. There's a, there's an entire universe that you can draw from when you can say uh, this is why. But if you can't answer why questions, then you're a fundamentalist. And so I wouldn't call them, you call them a Christian atheist. I don't think that that's the right term because really what I've been what I've been saying to these
1: Christian atheists are people who have a form of religion but deny its power. They call themselves Christians. But they, uh, but they do stuff like they dismiss big chunks of the Bible. Right. I've heard Christians say that they've got problems with Paul.
2: Right. Heard um, that
1: I've too. heard Christians say they've got problems with the patriarchy. Right. Um, I've got, I've heard all of that from professed Christians. Sure. And uh, sure, but
2: again, it's not what they believe; it's why. To me, if because the problem that I have with those Christians is that I've asked them before. I've kind of said, okay, so how do you handle this? Or why did you arrive at that? And they don't have a real reason other than it just doesn't sit right with them. And to me, if you don't have any way to back up what you think, that says more about um, that says more about your beliefs than. I, I don't like the atheist Christian. I don't like the atheist Christian term. I would call them because see, I've been saying to all these these atheists on blog lately that they are that everybody is religious. Everybody's religious.
1: Right. Um, And everybody is. Right. Everybody's religious.
2: Everybody's religious. So if you start tossing the word atheism and you're going to get a long discourse on why atheism is a Well, yeah, 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 I know,
1: I know. We've been through that many, (laughs) many, 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 many times. It's the atheism. Here's the thing that's really fun about it is we've spent probably multiple days. I'll bet we spent weeks. Going over, having atheists assure us that atheism provides no content; it's void. And we said, "Well, that can't be." Why are we having a conversation about something that doesn't have? Any, but, but that's what we have ultimately had to concede it. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it says nothing. Yeah, and it's we've spent
2: the world's thousands biggest... and
1: thousands of words explaining that my worldview, atheism, has nothing to say.
2: Right, and it's just the world's biggest coincidence that. Uh, other than other than intelligence coming from something unintelligent. I
1: want to play Peggle Two. What? Here, hold <laughs> that.
2: <I> <laughs> they want Peggle Two. That's going to be a running theme while we're recording. <laughs>
1: I thought
2: you were going to keep talking. I totally forgot what I was trying to say because my daughter wants to be we were about smack how, in the middle of the room right now.
1: We were talking about how atheism has nothing to say. It has no content. And yet, we're oh, supposed yeah. to take it very seriously well, I was as saying a viable it's position. It's the
2: world's biggest coincidence that all the atheists I've ever spoken to have said exactly that speech. And I've had exactly that long conversation with Every single one of it's them. It's not a
1: belief. It's a lack of belief. That was That's where they always get, that's what they always come back at with. Right. Me. It's a lack of belief. And you keep saying that it's a belief. And then they'll say, well, so are you saying that a lack of milk is a kind of milk? A lack of apples are yeah. a kind of apples?
2: Except belief doesn't work that way. Because, yes, if you lack belief that there's milk in a glass, then you believe there is no,
1: no milk. You believe it's an empty glass. Right.
2: And so we've also explained that before, that when you're talking about belief, it's, it is a binary, one of two options kind of a thing. I believe this is the same as I don't believe the opposite. That's how, that's how it goes. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs>
1: well, it's, it's profoundly interesting to talk about for oh, yeah. hours and hours and hours and Riveting. hours. in words and words. It's just, it's so interesting and compelling and deep yeah it's not that they believe that they're they they do not it's not that they believe there is no god it's that they lack belief that god that exists there is a god. and it's crucial that you understand well it is crucial because difference.
2: if they start saying they don't believe in god they have huge problems and they want to avoid all that and it's telling when you have to be that careful about the words you use so that you don't have to defend something that's so patently stupid If they say, I don't believe in God, they know where it's going to go. It's a dead end. Every single time they get just whipped up, they get soundly whipped with uh, all the reasons why there has to be a God. So instead they just try to stand again above the ground, hovering above a foundation, not making any actual claims um, in the void, because it's easier than actually standing on something and realizing that the thing they're standing on doesn't work.
1: (laughs) Right, but it is a it's an, it's an impossible situ, situation to be able to stand to, to, to say I'm not making any claims about the existence of anything really. Let's pick the Statue of Liberty. Uh, it's not that I it's not that I believe there is no Statue of Liberty. I lack belief that the Statue of Liberty exists.
2: Right. Uh, it's exactly the same it's thing. It's the same
1: thing. It's exactly and, the same thing. And then they will. What they'll do is they'll go. No, but no. There's empirical evidence for the Statue of Liberty. I can go. Emmy <laughs> just ate a house plant.
2: She just knocked the. Ah, <laughs> knocked the entire thing down on herself.
1: Emmy uh, started crawling a couple of weeks ago, and it's <laughs> fantastic. Now she's totally covered in peat moss, potting soil. Oh brother. Um, yeah, and it's not that I, it's not that I believe that Emmy dumped dirt on herself. <laughs> it's that I lack belief that she did not dump. So I can't even say it. I can't even articulate it. Um, you don't believe that Emmy is not covered in
2: dirt.
1: It's not that she's I lack believe that, that she's. That she
2: is covered in dirt.
1: It's not that I don't believe that she's covered in dirt. I lack belief that she's covered in dirt. Right. I lack belief that she's not covered in dirt. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, and it's it's not um, it's not terribly difficult to figure out that it's utterly useless and void of of uh, helpful information. But there's where we are. That's where we. Well, and that's in where an, we get. and it isn't void.
2: They all sound the same. They have plenty of beliefs. They they talk about them all the time. It's just a diverting a di- uh, diverting tool. It's like oh, you're. You're being critical of atheism. This is the point in the conversation where we need to talk about what atheism isn't.
1: Yeah, well, you're vilifying atheists. Um, well, and here's here's the thing that our, that our podcast listener... We need to think of a name for our podcast listener, our invisible podcast listener in the room. We'll give that some thought, but anyway... Please Christian,
2: let it be a man's name because, people, you know, patriarchy. Because of
1: patriarchy? Oh it will. How about how about Brutus? Let's
2: make it a male version
1: of Carmen's name. Carl. (laughs) Carl. Carl, the invisible podcast listener. Carl is
2: a funny. We're gonna
1: assume all right. Well we're gonna assume that all of our podcast we're just gonna assign them the male gender. (laughs) Because because of the patriarchy, patriarchy, right. And we don't have any real regard for the female gender.
2: Yeah. Who needs women? Down with women! I'm
1: glad you said that. Uh. But yeah, so what Christians need to understand is that uh, we have responses and we have information to uh, to to put out, um, and we should do that. We should not hesitate to make a stand and to say things. I believe this is wrong, or that is wrong, or sure. this is right, and this is or this is right because. Of my, uh, of my faith, because of my worldview.
2: Sure. Yeah. And also, don't be afraid to not answer questions if they are not actually listening and not actually asking and just trying to do some kind of a catch or a gotcha. Because that's the other thing. Some Christians will swing the other direction and say, you know, I, it's my job to go out there and spread my light. And what that means is no matter what an atheist asks and no matter when, I always have to provide them with the most complete, thoughtful answer I can. Um, and I think that asking them questions is really where you're going to get to see. Right,
1: right. Well, and, and that's the thing that, that uh, we have kind of figured out as we've gone along here, is that the the best approach is, uh, is not to answer their questions because they don't ask those questions because they want answers.
2: Like, for example, if somebody says to you, if this is the third time you've said that you're not going to answer questions and you want some answered and you still get... But you are a Christian, are you not? So you must believe in the resurrection, surely. Third third time back and forth with the resurrection question. And right. I am simply not going to have it with somebody who denies the very existence of God himself. We've already, we went down that long trail why should a couple we talk, of days yeah, ago.
1: Why should we talk about the resurrection of Jesus if you're not even in a position to say that you believe there's a possibility that there could be God? So why talk about Jesus? Right. Why well, talk about the Bible? And it's
2: The truth is, and why I've said this. Why talk about the color
1: of the church pews?
2: I don't trust him as an honest seeker. I don't trust him. I've said that it's it's humankind, that we're in the same position. We know that there's this universe here, and it's... It's just inexplicably complicated, and we've got all of these things that we believe we ought to do and we ought not to do, and we're all in the same position, and we've all been given minds, and we've all been given the ability to think logically. All of those things should put us on the same team here, but I don't believe that he's on the same team. I believe that he hates me, and he would rather win this stupid, petty little conversation or feel like he's winning this internet conversation than he than he actually cares about my beliefs about jesus and so i've said that to him i don't i don't trust you as a member of my truth-seeking team if you could come up with something to offer me instead if you could give me something that makes more sense than the bible explains the human experience um then we could have an actual dialogue a back and forth but all this is is an inquisition it's just a big interrogation and i'm not interested in uh I'm not interested in being put on trial any further. I answered a lot of questions. Well, but
1: aren't you aren't you really just ashamed of Jesus? Isn't that really what the bottom line is—that you're just ashamed of the ashamed. gospel and you are afraid to stand Trumbling. up? And
2: uh... Uh, I actually ah. was really. Oh, my baby might cry. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what you get for trying to take the bone away from the dog. He
2: take his bone. I. Uh... I actually was really proud of my answer a couple of days ago, and maybe it was yesterday, where I said uh, I was actually talking about.
1: You were proud of being ashamed of Jesus.
2: I was proud of. I was proud of my answer because he was asking about you, JB, and what it's like to be a, to grow one up in my household. Kids. And I said, you know, "What is it you, like to
1: grow up in my household?"
2: Well, I told him. He said, "You know, oh, you're just so dishonest, and you just and you just skirt around the issue." And I said, "You know, right." I said, you don't even know the half of it. When we when we were growing up, we'd ask questions like, "Why is this this way?" or "What can we do about that?" And
1: you would. And And I was always very forthcoming.
2: And you would answer. And I put answer in quotes. You would answer with, "Well, what do you think?" And uh,
1: I never told you anything, did I? You never learned a thing from me.
2: (laughs) I honestly have a really hard time thinking.
1: Of, of a single thing that, that said, I've taught you. Well,
2: this is just—I know you never said this is just how it is. Now and then you would say, "This is what I think," and I think about that all the time too. And here's sort of the the pros and the cons, or here's the 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 left and the right, and here's like, what do you have an example?
1: People, What's a specific example of something you asked me about, and I was and, uh, evasive and obtuse? Well, the example
2: that I've given before has is pretty insignificant but i remember the time that i was sitting in in the car in the passenger seat and we were driving somewhere and i said okay so if it's if it's never legal anywhere in the world to drive 120 miles an hour then why do they make cars that are capable of driving that fast in the first place and you said well that's a good question and then you said what do you think? And I said, "Well, maybe there are like tracks or closed courses where you're allowed to drive that fast, but most cars are never ever going to be, you know, it's never going to be allowed for them to do that." And you said, "Yep, it's a good point." And then I said, "Maybe they." That should. That was it. That was it.
1: I'm useless.
2: <laughs> I said, "Maybe they should." I'm just not make a source
1: care. of help at all.
2: Uh, and so I, so I answered the this guy who was all upset about not getting any answers to his questions, and I said. I really believe that, um, that it's more valuable for somebody to reason their own way to the truth. I think it's more valuable for you to wrestle with the questions yourself and then arrive at your own conclusions than it is to just parrot what somebody else has told you is the truth. And I don't know how anyone can possibly disagree with that. In fact, I said, you know, the method is called the Socratic method to, to ask questions in lieu of answers. And kind of hint at your own beliefs, but not actually stand firmly on anything for sure. Uh, it's called the Socratic method. I well, said it's not actually,
1: that you're not standing firmly. You believe, you believe there's truth out there. You're just trying to guide somebody to find right. it themselves. Because right. you learn more when you draw your own conclusions right. than when you have somebody just shovel it at you. Right.
2: And so that was what I said. I actually said called the Socratic method to ask questions to guide someone.
1: So why do cars go 120 miles an hour?
2: I've never figured it out, and if one of my kids asked me, I'm well, what probably going to say, what do you think?
1: What do you think?
2: Uh, well, I think now it has something to do with the fact that we live in the United States. I, I believe, now don't quote me on this, but aren't there countries now where they've got like a certain...
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's places.
2: now. They've There's got, places
1: in this United States that I'm sure that people disregard the speed limit with complete uh, impunity well
2: but I'm saying aren't there isn't it possible to remote stop cars now isn't that something you can do like you can put a uh, yeah. tracker on things like yeah. the, the electric cars now can be you can monitor how fast people are going and you yeah. can stop them I believe our buddy Tildeb might have a little problem with that because it kind of reeks of totalitarianism
1: well that's eventually what's going to happen I, I can't figure out why they haven't done that well, they might be doing it now with the uh, the satellite information that real time we can get, and uh, mm-hmm. every car has a vehicle identification number. Mm-hmm. wouldn't be that hard to put a chip in it, mm-hmm. probably already has one mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you could you could literally control traffic patterns right. from a central point you if you wanted to right
2: At the time that I asked my question, I don't think that you could, but I was watching a demonstration the other day of I think this is the Tesla, whichever car can now drive itself. Uh, uh,
1: Google has a car that uh, drives itself. Yeah, they were, they yeah. were
2: uh, testing it in traffic the other day. Google's going to take days. over the world. Yes, just um, wait.
1: One one car at a time. But if you, uh, yeah. So then the question is: Is are you really, are you really doing good when uh, you can't do bad? Right. You know, if this, they set the speed limit at whatever they set it. If you can't break that speed limit, then are you a good person for not breaking the speed limit?
2: What do you know? My little are you car good, speed analogy really does have some. Sort are you of only
1: a good person when you? Hey, Tim just came in. Hey. Tim. Tim, we're doing a podcast.
0: You're doing a podcast.
1: Yeah. Is that
0: like live? My no, oldest son. No,
1: it's it's well, it's, it no, it's gonna seem live. Shh,
2: don't tell. Don't tell anybody it. that this, tell is, this is
1: this recording. is a recording. Don't Uh-oh. tell Carl. My uh, my eldest <laughs> son. Timothy came in from a hard day's work at uh, Lafayette. You been to Lafayette today?
2: No, I was actually
0: uh, I was next door working on on uh, working on some projects.
1: All right, tell us tell us in one uh, in one or two succinct sentences what you do. One or two sentences. Yeah. I. gonna <laughs> <laughs> be I connect dots. And. <laughs> that sounds. Well, so, far, so far, you're okay. No, you can put a comma there. You I connect dots, dots, comma, and move people places. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, he's a, so, you're a that's, kindergarten that's teacher, and. He
1: connects teacher. dots and moves <laughs> people places. Now, if you need more information than that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh,
2: goodness.
1: Timothy is uh, pretty proud of Tim. He got out of the Air Force a little while back. was over in Iraq for, what, a year and a half, 18 months? It's a couple days. More, more Over in Iraq, serving the country. Nothing but respect for him. Um, it
2: would be fun, as if every time Tim was in the house, we asked him what he did. And
1: <laughs> slowly,
2: slowly we asked Carl to try to tell us what, they, what he thinks. <laughs>
1: Carl is the name of our invisible person in the room who's listening to the podcast. We're trying to create this Mr. Rogers environment where we talk to the podcaster. Just, yeah, we just call him neighbor. Yeah, we could call him neighbor, but I like the idea of a, of a male name <laughs> in staunch adherence to the patriarchy.
2: Um, Uh, And then just slowly we can ask people, okay, so what do you think? What do you think Tim does? And it could be like an
1: ongoing... (laughs) What does Tim do? And
2: just, just spoiler alert, I will not actually be able to award prizes because I don't know what Tim does. No one knows what Tim
1: does. He's an enigma. (laughs) He is a deep well of mystery. Uh,
2: I don't even
1: know what I do. That actually Oh. Beautiful. Whatever it is, it's full of meaning. It's very meaningful. It's, meaningful. it's very meaningful and uh, just made very so. it's meaningful and inspirational because we just said it was. Oh, my